The NFT community has been using the term digital to describe physical items that also have a digital representation on the blockchain. Well, today we're going to speak about how Project Unlock is using RFID chips, scanners, and the blockchain to address theft in a customer-friendly way. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So when I first came across this, I was pretty amazed because the industry that this is going into is the hardware store, which is one of the most traditional industries ever. People have been building houses for the longest time. Hammers, tools like that is pretty standard, pretty boring industry. However, even that industry is being affected by Web3 blockchain technology. And of course, NFTs are going to be used in this. But noticing that everything that is on the main website, which I will leave in the show notes, does not mention NFTs at all. But however, since we are nifty business and we are focused on this stuff, we spend our time in it, we know an NFT when we see it. So first and foremost, I have to tell you about the problem that is organized shoplifting. And that is a huge problem across the industry in retail. A lot of the times that we think of retail shoplifters is the 20-year-old or a teenager or whatever it might be that's pushing things into their pockets. But it is an organized ring. And they go all across the country, especially in the United States, where I did retail for quite a while and it is pretty amazing all the lengths that they go through and if you notice certain stores that you go into there is a lockdown retail experience meaning that certain items such as baby formula or certain equipment such as blow dryers power tools and so forth you have to go to an associate to unlock the case and that is because if it is out there even the demos itself People try to steal them, even cell phones. I remember back when I was younger, cell phones, you could have them out there and you could actually see a live one and actually play with it. But depending on where you are right now, it's either a plastic dummy or it is so locked down and chained that you can't even get a feel of it, how much it weighs, how the feel of the screen is and so forth. So it is really not the best experience. And to cut down on retail theft, RFIDs, which is radio frequency identity, has been used for probably 20 years now at this point. And how that works is these little scanner barcodes that are attached to certain items, they can be very small, basically something that you won't even detect as a shopper or a customer. They even use this in customs when shipments are coming in. Easy way, you can just walk into the container and uh, press a scanner button. You can count your inventory or the customs official can actually look at the manifesto to see what's being shipped compared to what's being picked up on a scanner and so forth. So this is old technology that has been used in many ways and they have incorporated it into retail to reduce certain things and I can think of quite a few stores that I've worked on before that they had of course the big wraps that are on the outside which are basically magnetic strips that set off the alarms but also they have these little RFID stickers that they'll put into smaller things or whatever it is that might be undetectable and a lot of times they would put things on the outside which a customer might think that they're getting rid of that and they can walk out with it then they have something small on the inside that also has to be deactivated at the cash register. So that technology has been there for quite a while now. However, there has been a huge problem with that. When I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond, one of the retail chains that I worked on in the US, they had all sorts of sophisticated ways. They would wrap bags with 
recoil. They would even set off smoke detectors and do all sorts of things to bypass sensors. And it was just absolutely crazy the lengths that they went through. And I always always say, if they would put half of that energy into doing something productive, they would be very profitable. They would probably be millionaires running Fortune 500 companies. But of course, that is not what they chose to do. And with this solution here, which is Project Unlock, is an early stage project. And it is really designed to tackle this problem in a new and innovative way. So how exactly does this work? Well, in the case that I'm going to use here, of course, this is Lowe's, and they're the ones who are really launching this project Unlock, and it's probably going to be used in multiple industries, and they're probably going to turn this into a separate company or a line of income for themselves. But basically how this works is they're going to embed these RFID, the radio frequency identity, in these power tools at the point of manufacturing. A tag is going to be preloaded with a unique serial number, which will also be embedded into the box's bar code. And when it leaves the factory, it is shipped as an inoperable unit, meaning that it cannot turn on. There is no way to actually activate this, use the drill, saw, whatever it might be, until, of course, all of these steps are going forward after a purchase is made. So at the point of sale, a scanner is going to read all the tags in the range and find the tools with the correct serial numbers and it's going to write a unique secret key that will be used to activate the tool. Now, that sounds very blockchain familiar, right? Because yes, this is blockchain technology and the secret key is encrypted, much like how these secret phrases or private keys are used. It is the same exact technology that we're using in NFTs and blockchain and our wallets to do this. So now only products that are legitimately purchased are activated and will be able to be powered up and used. So if something is stolen, guess what? It will not work. That is an inoperable unit. It would make a great paperweight, or maybe you could take it apart for parts, but as far as starting up and actually being used, it is inoperable. So you might be wondering, why is this unique to Web3? Why do they have to use this NFT blockchain technology in order to do that? Well, first and foremost, what we know is with NFTs and the blockchain tokens is that everything is on a public ledger. So this is going to be accessible to anyone that is trying to see if this was an authentic unit, this was purchased and so forth. So that could be the retailer, that could be the manufacturer, that could be a person that is trying to buy it on the secondary market, you know, like say on a yard sale or whatever it might be. So no longer are things going to be able to go to a pawn shop or sold on eBay or some black market sales and expect for those units to show up in this database and also be operable, ready to use. So even if they figure out a way to how to make these things run, it's not going to be honored by any of the manufacturers or any kind of reputable repair person or whatever it might be is not going to work on this because it is not registered to the blockchain. And this ledger is also going to be able to be used by law enforcement agents to actually track down stolen goods. So that's very interesting because let's say a unit is found at Ape Market, whatever it might be, and the law enforcement officer decides to do a scan to see if this vendor is selling stolen merchandise. Well, they can check that public record and be able to pull it up. And guess what? If that is not registered, well, they know that that vendor is practicing in selling stolen merchandise. So that is just an easy way for them to enforce it. Currently, there's no way for them to to really figure out exactly which one of these is actually a legitimate purchase item that they're allowed to sell, that they have rights to, that they actually own, or if this is something that was stolen, you know, it quote unquote fell off of a truck or whatever it might be.
But of course, using this information, you might be thinking, well, a public record of the sales information, doesn't that reveal personal information to the public? Nope, it's actually keeping that secret. So it is not going to be any kind of identifiable information. So it's not going to know that John Smith from 124 Main Street has purchased this drill. Then an owner can actually go to the store and present it for, let's say, a warranty to say, yes, I am the owner of this. Who knows how that's going to work? But we know with our wallets and getting the utility from our NFTs that that is something that can be doable in a way that does not require any kind of information being stored publicly. And of course, we know that the beauty of the blockchain it is that is a permissionless system or as a we like to say a zero knowledge system, meaning that they don't have to know the exact person, look at their ID and so forth. It could be non-identifiable and they could just prove that they're the one who actually owns this by that secret key, the private key. So this is very interesting because Lowe's is really deep into Web3, believe it or not. It's such a boring industry and <laughs> to think that they are so far ahead and deep into blockchain technology, but it doesn't even stop there. And I like to also say that a lot of the times that the most boring applications are going to be the most profitable ones because what we're seeing with PFPs and all the fun things that we're doing with NFTs, that of course is not necessarily what's going to build the next Amazon or Google or the first billion dollar company within the space as an NFT manufacturer. And we're not just talking about OpenSea, who is a marketplace, but I'm talking about a legitimate born on the blockchain solution. But going back to Lowe's really quick, they are dabbling in AR, which of course we know is augmented reality. And they're doing interesting things like they're using these 3D goggles, if you will, for associates to restock stores and showing things where they should be and what needs to be reordered. And it's just overlaying it on what they're seeing through these goggles. Also, they're doing virtual store twins in what is called the Omniverse. They're working with NVIDIA, which is mind blowing to me. I'll leave a link for that video that you can actually see. It's like three minutes long. You can see what they're doing there. And of course, we know about the metaverse, but this is a interesting, unique concept of an Omniverse and Lowe's, the hardware store, is doing this. Very cool stuff right there. And they have an entire lab set up. It's called Lowe's Innovation Labs. And this is where all this stuff, what I just spoke about, is coming out of. And I'll leave the link for that, too, if you're interested in that, to check it out. But either way, I would love to know what your thoughts are on all this. What is the most exciting point about this? And of course, I have to say thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.